Live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. This is WMVP WSAG HD2 Chicago. Now, back to more. Carmen Yurko. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. A good Karma Brands radio station. Happy hump day, everybody. Beautiful day again, man. God, we've talked about this over the years. The trend, it's like we get nice weather deeper and deeper into autumn and in the fall, but the springs suck. But I guess this is the trade-off. It's gorgeous. The whole rest of the week, it's beautiful. Well, this is part of your transition. Winter this, doesn't start until December. I know. This but theory, this in theory is autumn. It is. We not are in, in theory, the midst of autumn here. When I was a kid, I just remember November used to be cold. It's not that cold anymore, November. Well, it keeps really nice. you, listen, the ducks fly south for a reason. They what fly, reason, they fly south because it gets cold. And when it gets cold and the waters freeze and the food is they covered like by that. snow, they've got to fly south to go ahead and find water that's open and they've got to find food that's attainable. Yeah, That's why they go south. And the minute uh, the snow line starts to move back, then they start moving back up north. That's the way it works. It's worked forever that way. Here's what we're going to talk about today is a win attainable for the Bears on Sunday. We will talk a lot about Bears and Dolphins over the next few days as we start breaking down that matchup. Both teams uh, will look a little bit different than they did just 24 and 48 hours ago. Uh, the Bears and the Dolphins were two of the more active teams leading into this trade deadline, uh, making a flurry of moves. The Bears with a couple, one on Monday, one yesterday, uh, a bunch yesterday for the Miami Dolphins. All of the draft picks they got from San Francisco have been used to acquire NFL players, Yurko. Not draft picks, not those important first-rounders where you have that fifth year and you have controllable players. Uh, they Well, one of them sort of was because they moved up to get Jalen Waddle. But uh, they right. traded one of those picks to get Tyreek Hill. They traded one of those picks to get Bradley Chubb yesterday. Yeah, you think that they'd like to sign him and lock him in long term. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd be giving up a first rounder. I'm sure they will get a long term deal done with him. But uh, they look dramatically different than they did just a couple of days ago. It's funny, the line movement on the Bears Dolphins game uh, leads you to believe that people believe a little bit more in uh, maybe the Bears' ability to score points now that they've added Chase Claypool. I don't know, but that number's uh, if he even some plays. Ad- well, yeah, and I would, what do we think? I mean, like you said yesterday, don't don't can't you imagine for a wide receiver fifteen to twenty plays to get in find, the action a yeah, little bit? I can find fifteen to twenty plays to get him in the action. That number's out to forty five and a half. So uh, some money coming in on the over, taking that number. Higher and higher between the Bears and the Dolphins. And maybe some of the weather's, you know, it's got something to do with it. It's not going to be an inclement day or a bad weather day. It looks like it's going to be pretty damn near perfect on Sunday. Um, so conditions should be good for scoring. A little bit of rain, maybe. When I say rain, when I checked yesterday. Bit. I know Saturday, 60% chance of rain. I did see that. I think in Sunday it moves maybe to 20, 25% right. chance of rain. Maybe early in the morning to continue off of what you had Saturday. Yes. And maybe by game time it dissipates and goes away. Right now, my, my app says mostly sunny and 65 yeah. on Sunday. Can the Bears win the game? Sure they can. Why couldn't they? They're playing, right? There's a chance they can win a game that you're playing. Uh, will it be? I think more people believe in Justin Fields. I think more people are impressed with the way this team uh, moves the ball, even though it is uh, mostly on the ground. Sometimes it's in the air. Defensively, you've got concerns yes, out there. Yes, you do. You do. And, right. and not that you know. Suddenly, Roquan Smith is gone, and all of a sudden, you're toothless. You were toothless with Roquan Smith here, but every once in a while, you made a stop. You made a play. You've had one game where you kind of put it all together, and you got off the field on third down. It's not complicated. It's simple. Defensively, you've got to find your way to get uh, find a way to get yourself off the field. 
Yeah. That's it. I don't care how hook or crook they fumble, they make a mistake, you make some miraculous stops, you bat a ball down, but it's your responsibility to get yourself off the field, get your offense to the ball, and then give them a chance. As bad as last week was, it was 28-23 with a missed two-point yes, conversion. Was. Oh, it was no, 28-23. Absolutely. You got punched in the face. You got punched in the face. You responded. Yes. You responded. They were down 28 in the face. Yeah. And they found a way to still, in the third quarter, yeah. make that a game. And honestly, had they not, had Montgomery not fumbled, had Fields yeah. just touched Parsons down, you do wonder, like, would, not that they were going to win that game. I don't really mean that. But no, I, I believe no. in Yurko's point right. that it wasn't quite, you know, what the final score maybe indicated. You did get punched in the mouth a few times, and your offense kept responding. Your defensive performance was not going to allow you to win the game. Right. But surprisingly, offense kept doing something against pretty damn good Dallas defense. Agreed. It's a damn good Dallas defense, but your offense kept finding a way to respond. And what finally sent you to canvas and ended your day was the Montgomery fumble. Yes. That's what sent you to canvas. And not touching down Mike Parker. Right, of course. Yeah, you're right. You're 100%. Give yourself a chance to fight. Instead of that, you want to go ahead and do a a two-legged broad jump. Who Over the top of the player, you should have just touched down. Who overpaid more yesterday? The Bears for Chase Claypool or the Dolphins for Bradley Chubb? I would say there's a better chance of Bradley Chubb being a player than there is Chase Claypool becoming a player for the Chicago Bears. And this is the reason why. Chase Claypool has a tendency to be flighty. He can be flighty. He can be like... Um, he can he can kind of check out on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's the... yeah. I don't think Bradley Chubb is checking out on you. Bradley Chubb is going to be involved and he's going to be there. So whatever price they paid for him, I think he's going to be a legitimate player and he's going to be there and he's going to stay interested and he's going to be a part of this thing. You're bringing Chase Claypool in and now you're trying to get him back into the action. You're trying to reignite the fire, okay, with Claypool. And you're trying to reignite the fire on a bad football team. But by promising him, hey, there's a chance you can catch 80 balls in this team. Right. You know, 80 balls, 14, that's 1,200 yards. Yes. There's a chance you can be a 1,200-yard receiver on this team, but I can't have you flaking out and wanting to listen to Jay-Z and Coolio during practice. I need you to be able to focus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what you're looking for. Um, I think it's too early to tell, but the bigger bust factor is is Chase Claypool with the Bears. But you've got to find a way to get him in. You've got to find a way to get him involved. You've got to find a way for him to buy in. That's the Bears' responsibility. I would say the onus is on Chase Claypool to buy in, especially if he wants to cash in and get that second contract. Yeah, man. Like, you got a fresh start here. You're right. right. Like, get paid. In Notre Dame country stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're getting it done in college and you know, but people want to love you. Yes. They want to love you. Especially here in ND country, they want to love you. Well, and and allow yourself to be loved. Bears fans, I think, want to love you on on a team that doesn't have great wide receivers and great wide receiver depth. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah, this is a big chance for him. This is a chance for him to do something. And if he doesn't realize it, he's going to bust out of this league in five years, and it'll be over for him. And he's got all the skill to be a really productive absolutely player in this league yes. he's got the size and the speed and yes, the strength he he's got it yes, all he does i don't know where i read it yesterday someone had the stat might have been big z i can't remember where someone had a stat that in the last like 15 years or the last 20 years the only other player at the combine with his measurables 
that ran um, the 40 as fast as he did was Calvin Johnson. And I think it was Biggs because he said, look, I'm not saying that this, you know, what the Bears are getting is Calvin Johnson. Of course, we're not making that leap. But from a physical standpoint, that's the kind of player you're talking yeah. about. I think it's why it made most of us that watched him that rookie year a couple years ago when you put the Pittsburgh games on, you'd go, whoa, like, man, did the Bears really swing and miss here going with his teammate over him in the draft? Like Cole Komet over, look at Chase Claypool. Look at the way they were getting him involved in the run game and look at the two rushing touchdowns and the nine receiving touchdowns and the physicality and the speed and the size and the catch radius. It was like, wow. But you nailed it, I think. Like, he, it seemed like he kind of checked out a little bit there. Maybe that's too strong a word, but I, you get what we're saying. Right. It seems like he fell out of he allowed, favor he, there. He allowed himself to withdraw. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you give yourself, there's a, okay, it's net cutting time. Yeah. I either have to respond or I don't respond. He chose almost not to respond. Yeah. And when you choose to respond and to become part of the background, that's not a good thing for you. Okay? He needs to choose. And it's about, we can look at a million players that come out of college. What separates them? The individual separates himself. Yeah. Like the individual, the what he's the made same, of. Right? What's yeah. he made of? Yeah, right. What's he made of? What's the cut of his jib? Right. When, when, when things start going south, what does he do? Right. Does he melt back into the background and does want to be a part of the, you know, the solution? Is he part of what's wrong or is he a part of what's going to be right for the team? It's the individual that's got to decide what I'm going to be and who am I going to be. And they, will they be able to or will they not be able to count on me? Yeah. Not, oh, things are happening around me and my surroundings are forcing me to do something. Who am I and what can I do? And he's got to decide. Claypool, yeah. he's the guy that's got to decide. You can motivate him, you can prod him, you can push him. At the end of the day, Claypool's going to be the man that decides either I am going to be a part of this thing and I'm going to be a stud receiver or I am not. It's up to him. It's a golden opportunity for him. He's coming yep. to a team, again, that does not have a lot of talent at that position uh, and he's got all the talent in the world. Yeah, but I think Yurko nailed it. I mean, yep. like you've got to see now what he decides to do, what he wants for his career path and his trajectory, because he certainly has the skill set to be, dare I say, an elite level receiver in this league. He's got it all. Again, size, speed. I mean, like when you have those kind of combinations, when you're that sort of physical specimen, you can make it happen if you want to. And so I, I think it's an exciting time for the Bears. I think it's you know, they took a swing here. Um, could it come back to haunt them? Because you might be giving up a, a top 40 pick or a top 42 pick. It could. There's always a risk. I think it's I, – I, Waddle made a great point in Crosstalk yesterday. I think Ryan Poles very clearly is analyzing what the free agent crop is going to look like, and he doesn't love it. They're going to have a lot of money to spend, and I think he knows they're going to spend it in other areas because they don't want to overpay just a mediocre or average wide receiver. So instead – you're taking a swing at a guy that, if all goes well, maybe he can emerge as sort of a fringe number one for you and, and emerge as a very productive player for you. And a guy that we saw have 11 total touchdowns as a rookie a couple of years ago. It's obviously in there. And I think that's why pay, uh, Poles did this now. Not loving what that class of free agent wide receivers is going to look like next spring and into the summer. And doing it now with some draft capital that you have. You've added to your kitty, and you can afford to get rid of some of that. I think there's a pretty good argument to be made that the Dolphins overpaid a little bit for Chubb, too. I think the Dolphins find themselves almost, maybe this isn't like an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but I wonder if they're looking at, like, you know, did the Rams give some teams, I don't want to say false hope, but, like, are teams trying to mimic what the Rams did and say, 
oh, we're close. We got to, it doesn't matter if we hold on to this draft capital anymore because we love our offensive players. I mean, I don't know that too is quite Matthew Stafford either, but we love our offense. We love our offensive players. Where are we short? Let's go out. And improve that area. And they're short in pass rush situations. I, I, they're they're yeah. fourth worst in the NFL in pressure percentage. And if they think Chubb really helps them, like this may, they, they might be crazy because I don't know that they're good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know that they're good enough to beat the Buffalo Bills. Probably not. Those are the two teams you're going to have to contend with in the AFC. But it almost feels like they looked at what the Rams did and they're like, hey, we got all these picks when we did the Trey Lance deal. Like, let's just... Let's go. We got one more. Let's send that pick now to Denver and try to shore up the one weakness or the perceived weakness we have on our team. I think maybe they overpaid a little bit. I, I think the, the question is, is the one Super Bowl that the Rams going to win, is that the, the one they're going to win right now? Because it looks like they're kind of on a little uh, bit of a downward trend. Yeah, it looks like it might be And close. remember when I always told you that no matter what you think is happening and how is Les Snead doing it, how is he doing it, at some point the bell is going to toll for you yeah. and you are going to have to pay. The monies that you have pushed so far down the line, those monies become due at some point. And whether you like it or not, it makes life a little bit more miserable. Everyone's paid. Everybody's making big money over there. It doesn't allow you to be as versatile with your uh, lineup as you want to be. They've got issues now with the Rams, but they won their Super Bowl. Carm, they did. They They've got, got that it. Ring. They're champions. They're world champions. They have it. They're holding on to it. You ask them, was it worth it? Yes. But there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. It's going to happen. But is that one championship worth being close for five years and never getting there? Then having to retool your team and start all over again? The Rams will tell you 100% absolutely yes. And now if you look at uh, what they're trying to do in Miami, they're going for it. It seems like but it. But you're going for it against the team with the Buffalo Bills. It right. seems to be much better than you are. Even with Bradley Chubb. Yes. Yeah, They see in your division, yes. they seem to be much better yes. than you right now. And I know why you did what you did, because you want to combat the guy that they got up there. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I understand what they're doing, but only one team represents the AFC. Hmm. And they're trying to. They're trying. Miami's trying to get it to be them. All right, but uh, I think Buffalo's still ahead of them. And I think Kansas City is. I do too. I, I don't know yeah. that anybody else definitely is in the AFC. That not a team in the South, obviously. Ultimately, um, what will stop them from doing what they're going to do will be the quarterback. Yeah, the are, shortcomings are, of their quarterback is ultimately going to stop them. Are they the third best team in the AFC? Guys? And if I could write in an envelope right now. Do like it. Karnak, write in an envelope and put it down. Please open up when Miami loses. Yeah. And boom, and I'm going to tell you exactly why. I'll predict what happens and why they don't go. Are they still behind Baltimore? Are they the fourth team or are they the third best team? Well, Baltimore shored up what they needed with Roquan. And yeah, yeah, as much as we want to talk about Roquan here and how much he's going to get paid, and they offered him and he didn't want it. He wanted to set the market at the middle linebacker position. Roquan flows, gets yeah. to the ball, is a secure tackler can get to the quarterback every once in a while when sent on a blitz. Roquan for Baltimore is a wonderful addition. Yeah, it is. Okay? And they get him at the price they want him at, and they don't have to make a commitment to him next year. They don't and want if he leave. leaves, they get a third-round cons- compensatory draft choice. Yeah, depending on if they don't do enough. you know, Because that balances out in the NFL, doesn't it? It does. They weight it against Depends what you what add. what you bring in. Yeah. yeah. Did the Bears uh, overpay in your estimation, or is this going to be the perfect fit now that Chase Claypool's here? And how much are we going to potentially see him on Sunday? We'll talk to Courtney Cronin about that in 45 minutes. 312-332-3776. The Bears were very active. You like what they've done? Talk about the last nine games with us and how Claypool might impact this team positively. So we're talking Bears and NFL. Uh, we'll hit all the fun stuff from last 
last night. It was a pretty wild night. Zach's performance, uh, the tipping of the pitches that everybody seems to think was happening in Philly as Lance McCullers got tattooed for five home runs, and the Phillies now up 2-1 in the World Series. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Everybody's favorite. Yes, welcome in. It's Carmen and York. Ants marching. Live in the old National Bank State Street studio. You can catch us on Twitch each and every day. Twitch.tv or download the Twitch app. Week 9 in the NFL starts tomorrow night already. The primetime matchups this week are not great, Yurko. Eagles-Texans, ugh. I think that's a 13-and-a-half-point spread already. Uh, it is it? a 14-point spread. Yowza. As the Eagles are going on the road, laying double digits in a primetime game. How about that? Short week on the road, you're laying double digits. You know, every once in a while, Lovey Smith can get his guys to perform in this type of situation. It seems bad. Uh, it, it, it looks dire. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Lovey can sit there and, and he, he can, whether you like it or not, he can uh, motivate the guys in a situation like this where it looks bleak. Yeah. For them to come and have a performance. The Sunday night game is Titans at the Chiefs. At least we get to watch the Chiefs. I don't know if it'll be Malik Willis or if it'll be Ryan Tannehill. I think they're going to update that today as they return to practice. That's not a great-looking game, even though the Titans are 5-2. and two. I don't know how the Titans keep doing it. I guess it's a testament to Vrabel and that yeah. coaching staff. And, and the simplicity of their their system of yeah. what they want to do. I guess. Want to keep it close? We want to win. If we can pound and ground, is that's what we want to do? That's what our strength is right now? Well, let's pound our running backs until until we get them going into submission and find a way to hold everybody off in the fourth quarter. I guess so. You're right. I I thought at some point they would dissipate. I thought at some point it would be gone. I thought at some point Indianapolis would be the cream that rises to the top. Boy. But once again, having faith in Indianapolis is wrong. Is the bloom off of the Frank Reich, Chris Ballard rose? Well, I think the the bloom is off the Ballard Rose. He hasn't been able to figure out the quarterback situation for how long now. I mean, they keep screwing up the quarterback. That's it. They like they trade for Carson Wentz. They're done after year. They trade for Matt Ryan. They bench him. Yeah. Well, they benched him. I think Jim Mersey benched him. Oh, Jim Mersey benched him. Jim Mersey, the owner, came up, and there were a lot of uh, contractual. A lot of contract. I read a bunch of stuff down there in Indianapolis. Uh, Dan Dockich also is on top of this type of thing. Oh. Um, Ursay stepped in and says, no, we're not committing to him because there's a whole stuff, bunch of stuff that's about Escalators? to become guaranteed oh, and escalate. I don't think I knew that. And we're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. So he says, nope. They got a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, we were all singing the praises. He still has I mean, he's still a lot just, of good players. Not but... just playing the drums or playing guitar here on his little tour of the uh, the continent here with the the museum. But Frank Reich, too. Like, what's what's happened? I thought there, were, there was so much promise, it seemed like. And, I mean, another dreadful performance, dreadful offensive performance out of them over the weekend. You know, dreadful. Uh, I think The division gonna... is theirs for the taking, and they can't take it from Tennessee. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think you're going to get your wish in uh, Washington. They're going to get sold, it looks like, That's right? what it's starting to look like. The commandos, uh, the Snyders own the commandos. Are, uh, they hired Bank of America to explore the possibility of a sale. Right. So, you know, they finally got beaten to submission, and he's ready to say, all right, fine, I'll sell the damn team. Get me the hell make, out of here. Take my billions and go somewhere yeah, else. I'll take my billions and go do something else with it. I'll go tear down a bunch of trees on the, the banks of a river where I built my house. Will they change names again? 
Like if the new owner comes in and like, yeah, I would commanders. change names again. I think the Commanders is awful. I think it's a terrible nickname. I think it's crap. You got to go with something based off the uh, the Hogs, mm. right? But do like, enough people well, even know what okay. that is, Chris? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's a great. You ready? Uh, you ready? Yeah, give it to me, Yerk. The Washington War Pigs. Yeah, that that would be good. I love it. War Pigs. War yeah, pigs. That, that works. And then you have it in the back, generals Ooh, flying in hogs masses. or something. Flying hogs. You can't yeah, be, yeah. Give us I'm something like you. that. Yeah, war Pigs. You got to get a pig on the helmet. You got to be like Arkansas with a pig on the helmet. That would be cool. Does it make any sense? I mean, I get it, the Hogs, but like that's the nickname of their own line from the 80s. There's pride there, though. The Arkansas Razorbacks, that's great because there are wild board out there. Like a commander. What's a commander? Nothing. That's lame. Yeah. I like it because it means if, if. Everything that happens with the new Buffalo Stadium is true, and you have giant Buffalo outside. They Every do. stadium should have their giant mascot right. outside. Giant like bear outside. Bear giant bear. Should have some giant bears yeah. outside. Have you ever agree. seen the Jaguar in front of uh, Jacksonville? Oh, exactly. yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Remember when that little kid got his head stuck in there? Yeah. He stuck his head in there, and they had to <laughs> saw the two off? Are you serious? Yeah, they had to saw, they saw the tooth off to get the kid's head out of there. Get out of here. Yeah, 100% correct. You never seen that? I never saw Oh, it. you got to look at that. Mom, so what's your proud mom? Look at her. Look at your kid's got his head stuck in there. <laughs> what's the, uh, yes, yeah, so, smart like, kid. The statue that should be outside, I guess, in the new stadium when the Bears build it. Well, you have to have a big bear, you've got to have Papa Bear, and you've got to have Walter, right? I mean, what do you think? Those are the, that's the, the three that's bears, the necessity. Right? Yeah. You move the statues that are down at Soldier Field? Do they just move them? Because they've got them. Yeah, they'll I mean, probably just move them. I, gotta walk I, one. Don't, I don't know if I move them. I, I think those are part of the structure, those are part of the land there. I mean, those Walter are permanent fixtures. Like, I would be cool if they put up another one. I'm going to be honest. Like, if you left that one, yeah. if Soldier Field remains and they use it for other things and there's still some football that's played there, like, people should maybe be reminded that that's where Walter played his entire career. That's right. You know, that's and right. I agree with you. Yeah. I you think know, it stays. I, you want to put up new monuments, new stuff? The new stuff can go over there. I'm telling you, what happens my, there stays there. Yeah, it, it could be. One of my favorite things to do is just watch Walter highlights. Last night, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of Walter's passing, and I had seen on Instagram, um, Brittany and Jarrett had put a bunch of stuff on their social media, you know, remembering yep. their dad. And sure. I, I've, for like 20 minutes last night, and I do this from time to time, I just like get lost on YouTube and Walter highlights. They're, they're, they're the best. Yeah. They're, they're the best time. That's, I'm that's telling easy you. to do. It's amazing. Or it's like if you ever, like, sometimes I'll do it with Barry Sanders. Like, I'll just go back yeah. and start watching Barry Sanders highlights. <laughs> and you can't help but be amazed. Yeah. And watching Walter highlights, you can't help but be amazed. Every just, time I watch the old highlights, I pray to God my team is not being featured prominently. <laughs> and with Barry, I mean, the, the, can't help it. I mean, he had a lot of great games against the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my God. Invariably, you'll see a little chunky number 64 trying to chase him down. It just doesn't happen a lot. Who uh, who That's do you fun. do that with? Who do you love where you just you can't help? Like I'll still do it with Gretzky I, I do sometimes. It, I do it with Petrovich, obviously Drazen Petrovich. Petrovich. That's a good I'll one. I'll go back and watch some of the battles he had with Jordan. That's a good one. Yeah, Jordan's going to win him, but Petrovich never cared. Petrovich was awesome. Yeah, uh, obviously the soccer players I go and look. Yeah, look you at. do a lot of that. But I've got a new one now. Who Dragan Stojkovic? Dragan Stojkovic. Can I Marcel. guess the sport? Marcel, yeah, you know, yeah, he's a soccer player, but plays for Serbia. Dragan Stojkovic. They called him Pixie. Why? Pixie. He's their head coach now for the Serbian national team. Oh, he is? That was his nickname. They oh, called him Pixie. He was I a see. midfielder. There he so. is. Dragan Stojkovic. A lot of people got a tremendous amount of respect. I've never seen him play. That's awesome. And we were having a conversation about him yesterday. 
And, uh, you know, he is the head coach of the Serbian national team. Yeah. So I wanted to check out some highlights to see exactly what it was that he brought to the table. But because he played for who he played, there's not a ton of footage out there for him. I got you. So, Sometimes I'll go back and watch, like... But even the great Arsene Wenger uh-huh. said that he was one of the greatest players really? that he ever watched play. No yes. kidding. Yeah. Because he was at Marseille with him, I believe. Sometimes if I watch soccer highlights, I'll go back and watch Roberto Baggio highlights yeah. or Diego oh, yeah. Maradona sure. highlights. You go back there, and when you get caught in them, you can't stop. It's like, like when I was watching that stupid coin mover game yes. with the big piles in there. I couldn't watch, and then YouTube kept feeding them to me over and over. I'm like, stop. There are some guys that get you just can't brain. stop. And one of the YouTube uh, videos that I came across last night is like a 12-minute Walter montage. Yeah. And I watch all, and then you watch another one. I watched one, a shorter one first, and then it fed into like this 12-minute one. I watched the whole thing, and you're like just in awe. Yeah, uh, I, and it's those YouTube rabbit holes. I think we all do it. Sometimes it's movie clips. I'll do it, but a lot of times I'll just. Right. I don't know why the mood strikes me. I mean, last night again, it made sense because you'd seen some of the tributes to Walter, sure. and it was the anniversary of Walter passing. It was twenty three years ago yesterday, and so that was an obvious one. But sometimes, yeah. like I don't know why, I'll be sitting there and I'm like, I want to watch a Barry Sanders highlight, and then it turns into what twenty right, watching, minutes yeah. worth of watching like, Barry. Yeah, uh, if I go and watch Lawrence Taylor highlights, yeah, that's another good one. And you watch LT as he turned a corner in the early eighties yeah. before I even think they were counting sacks. That's when they started counting. About one year later, two years later, than Lawrence Taylor started playing. And then you saw the absolute brutality the yeah. quarterbacks had to take. Yeah, you watch now and you watch then. Yeah. It's not the same oh, game. Please. It is not even remotely not close, even close to being the same game. No. Those guys. Quarterback never looked at the referee and said, he tapped me on the on the helmet. So was, we need a penalty. There was none of that. That never happened. Like, when I was a kid, there was no there was no was, roughing the passer. Like, you didn't. There was no such thing. It was so wonderfully violent and vicious. Yeah. It was so fantastic. Last week up in the office, Abdallah and I were waiting uh, to do the show at night, and I came across Bears 49ers highlights uh, from the uh, divisional round before San Francisco went on to the Super Bowl in 94. Oh, in 94. Yeah, so they, they got blown out. It, they didn't perform well at all. Uh, but so what I was... after the Bears beat Minnesota and then lost to the yeah. Niners? Is that right? Yeah, so okay. so what I was saying to Abdallah, because the, the highlights were from the ESPN package with yeah. uh, Boomer and TJ. Yeah. The NFL and ESPN should have an archive somewhere where you click the game from the past and you can watch the full Boomer and TJ highlight package because that, that right there was my childhood. Right. Early 90s. ESPN Boomer TJ the whap and all the different the sound whap. effects that go with like it was great we sat whap. there and it was a ten minute cut of the divisional game awesome. between the two teams and I was like I would watch fifteen of these yeah. for the entire playoff round if they had them available that's great and you could just click around and say okay where did Yurko let's see Yurko week fourteen in nineteen ninety three and you go to a random game. And just have a and highlight. Just have like, TJ and Boomer, the highlight from primetime from that week, and you could just watch it. I think people would pay money to watch that. Every it's, every time I hear Michael Jackson from Baltimore, and then in the back, Tom Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's not, like it's great. That's when Boomer and Tom Jackson were yeah, like, yeah. it was, you know, you kind of, it was like, can't it was must see. It was, yeah. it was, it was like, can't miss kind of highlight stuff. And when they do the recap at the end of Sunday night, like it really was. It was great. They should put all that on NFL.com. Like you should be able to go to the website. And just on demand, you should be able those. to find the game and say, yes. okay, I want to watch the highlight package. Boom. Yeah, that right is. All right, back to, uh, back to some other stuff that we got to discuss, including I do want to get people's opinion on the Claypool thing. How do you feel about it a day later? It bears overpay. You think this could be, you know, they're swinging here. Could they, could they hit a home run with it? 
Um, I think it's possible, and but it's going to come down to Chase Claypool kind of recommitting a little bit and figuring out, hey, what trajectory do you really want to go on? Because he's got all the skill, he's got all the talent in the world, and he could be a really, really terrific receiver in this league. And we've seen glimpses of it in the past. You know, can he find that again? Can he can he replicate, duplicate that rookie year if he's in a better spot now here in Chicago, getting a second sta- uh, a second chance? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen in York. We'll be right back. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Roethlisberger throws, Claypool makes the catch, his fourth touchdown today. Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. All right, tell us about uh, Claypool. You know, first of all, I'm excited about him. I think he brings an element of of speed, size, and explosion um, that's going to really help our our offense, our quarterback, um, because I like the the direction that we're moving. Um, So I think he's going to help us there. yeah, I believe all of our players, you know, have a higher ceiling than where they're at right now. They're going to continue to work to, to get there. You know, Chase is going to come in. He's going to have to put the time in. Uh, he's going to have to be coachable. And, you know, I believe in Getty and our guys to put a game plan to help them to help them get started and, and to reach that ceiling. Uh, but also be, you know, work well with, with everyone else around them because we do have talent in the receiver uh, room. Ryan Poles with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday talking about Chase Claypool. You heard some of the highlights from his rookie year. Remember, he had that four-touchdown game. He had 11 total touchdowns, nine receiving, two rushing. They use him in a lot of clever ways, kind of falling out of favor for the reasons we've discussed. And now it's a fresh start, and hopefully the Bears are the beneficiary of that because he is a wildly talented kid. Size, physicality, speed, big catch radius, all of it. Uh, I was surprised to see how many snaps uh, he has been in the slot for this year. So there's some versatility there too, York. Not just that big-bodied outside X receiver that you kind of think of. I think that's maybe where he's at his best. But a lot of plays in the slot this year too. Uh, so hopefully Luke Getze can get fun and creative with him. And hopefully he can be as good as we all hope and expect. A couple things here and then we'll get out to your phone calls. Eberflus said that Claypool will, of course, the head coach meeting the media, it's back to work Wednesday. Eberflus said today that Claypool is going to practice here. He could play Sunday. I would think he does a little. Cody Whitehair has been designated to return from IR, and he can start practicing. So that's good. Still probably a couple of weeks away. Courtney Cronin will join us with a full update at 1 o'clock, so just about 20 minutes from now, live at Hallis Hall in Lake Forest. James is in Gurney on ESPN 1000. Hey, James. Hey, fellas, long time no talk. First of all, I want to throw out congratulations to everybody and, and Danny for uh, Bear Town. It's going to be 1,000. That's buddy. awesome, man. Congratulations, boys. Thank you. I feel a part of that, man. I've been listening for 20 years, so it's cool. That's all I listen to is you guys. So that's great. I just want to tap on I want to tap on what, what, what Jericho said. I mean, I think Poles is doing all the right things, right? I mean, I like where he's headed. He has a plan. I mean, the rubber will meet the road here when he does with it's all the money and see how and that Claypool thing is – I mean, obviously he's talented, but he, I mean, Roquan was a little weird to me, man, too. So, I mean, I hope this kid is, uh, 
is able to kind of rebound and get his head right. I mean, dealing with these kids and all this money, so we'll see. But Jericho, yeah. you made a huge point. But what happened at Dallas? That's the first time and I said this last night on Black and Abdallah, but it was real quick. That's the first time in God, I don't know how long. After twenty eight nothing, guys, it's usually like it's over. You start cooking, pout for the rest of the day. They aren't they answered seventeen unanswered and getting the ball at halftime. I actually thought now I didn't think they might not win the game. Man, I actually thought, holy crap, man, they could actually come back. And I don't know how or when I actually felt like that. So Yurk, I just wanted to I actually felt like they had maybe had a chance to come back. So it's a different feeling and we'll just see, man. I have some I have some excitement, but obviously I do have that trepidation because it is the Bears, but we shall see, man. Yes, indeed, James. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. No, I think we all kind of walked out of there feeling that. That's been the big point I think most of us have made all week. It was bizarre to leave a stadium or to to turn away from the TV when that game was over. At least this is the way I feel. I think a lot of Bears fans echo the sentiment. They lost by 20, and you were like, hey, there's there's something to build on here maybe. Like maybe Fields is starting to get And I said during Crosstalk yesterday, we felt – Almost dirty that they won the Texans game. They won that game. And and I felt better about a game Sunday in which they lost by 20 points. Seems crazy and counterintuitive, but I don't know. It's just the way I felt about it. And it it wasn't 28 nothing. It was 14-7. Then it got to be 28-7. Right. And they were down three scores. You didn't know what to expect. And then it was 28-14. They get the interception before the half. It's 28-17. All of a sudden, they score a touchdown. They make it 28-13. They actually got a defensive stop in the midst of that all, too. They make it 28-23. And now you're like, whoa. I know. I mean, for all the crap that just happened. I know. Where do they find themselves? They find themselves in a position where they're competing. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is fun. Then they make it 35-23, and then you had the Montgomery fumble, and that finished it. But yeah. you watched your team fight a little bit, get back into it. Like, if you went to start cooking and you're cutting your brisket or making your burnt ends, now all of a sudden you think, what the hell just went Well, what did I miss? What's happening? What's going on? This is a different type of team. So, I mean, that was nice. Space is in play field, uh, Plainfield. Hey, Space. Carm, you're What's up, guys? How y'all feeling? Good, Great. Man. What's happening? What's going on? Man, nothing much, man. I, I agree. Uh, it was awesome to see the guys fight uh, to come back from that game. Even though we lost, it felt like a victory Monday. If it, I, I, I don't think it was just me feeling that way, but it seems like we answered the questions. Justin Field is our guy. And what Ryan Pose is doing, I love the direction we're going in. You know, we've always had a strong defense. I'm 36, 35 years old. I've never seen the Bears to where we had a good offense. And right now, let's get a good offense. You know what I'm saying? He got Chase Claypool. For second round, I thought it was good. I, I think it's a steal. Like you're saying, he got big hand, big hands, uh, strong strong hands, big, strong guy with a nice catch radius, and he is our throw-it-up type of receiver. Can you imagine having him, Darnell Mooney, and then there's also a receiver that they're probably not going to be able to keep next year in T. Higgins because so, mm. they got to pay uh, Jamar Chase. they got to pay Boyd. they got to pay – um, mix it. And don't forget, oh, you got to pay Joe yeah. yeah. They got to exactly. pay Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. They'll exactly. probably play. So you, yeah. The, Burrow's going to be up first because he's a year older than Jamar Chase. But and, no, you're and, right. And Mixon's I, already received this second yeah, contract. Yeah, I think he has. has he? Yeah. 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 And then, so, I nah. mean, you're getting to the point with Mixon where you're going to be ready to move on from Mixon. It'd be crazy not yeah. to. I don't know why they gave him a second contract, to be quite honest. We talk about all that all the time. Uh, and I don't know. But, but again, like the T. Higgins point, like, what do you want to pay T. Higgins? I, I think they looked at the market and they're like, eh, there's some good receivers. Nobody that we're going to – we don't want to pay any of them $22 million a year. Right. So let's go out and make a trade now for Chase Claypool. And he is a physical freak, and hopefully it works. 312-332-3776. We'll grab more of your phone calls coming up. 
We're talking Bears. Courtney Cronin at one with an update from Hallis. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Courtney Cronin is supposed to join us just after one. She might have to push back a little bit to later in the one o'clock hour. It sounds like Chase Claypool is going to talk. Justin Fields is meeting the media up at Hallis right now. Eberflus already did. We told you that uh, he said Claypool will practice. He could play Sunday. Yurko told you yesterday there's no reason he shouldn't have some sort of package thrown in uh, right away. Maybe not the full playbook, maybe not 80% of the snaps, but 15 to 20 of the offensive snaps. See if they can get him involved a little bit. Cody Whitehair was designated to return from IR. He can start practicing, too. We'll get an update. I mean, you'd hope they do it. You know, you see what they've done with Harry and kill Harry, and they didn't allow him to come back even when he was healthy. That's true. In that first week, they did not. So past practice would probably dictate to you that they're not going to activate him for this game. He was also coming off an injury. Maybe that had something to do with it. Well, maybe, but you're either healthy or not healthy. Weren't they playing on a short week that week, too? Could have been Carm, but he was still healthy enough to be activated. Yeah. You either are or you are not. You know, you're either healthy enough to play or you're not. I'm just saying past practice, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a game day inactive. I'd like to see him get 20 plays. Me too. I'd love it. Are you kidding me? You got him. You traded for him. What numbers are he going to wear? Wasn't Claypool wearing 11? He's 11. Out, He's out wearing there. 10. He's going to wear 10. Number 10. What was his college number? Card? I don't know. Maybe 10. Well, Trubisky wore 10. No, it's college number. College number. No, I'm just saying Trubisky wore 10. Well, when he was all right. Let's not worry about what Trubisky wore. I'm just saying wore. Trubisky okay. wore 10. You know, ten you're going to get Mitch in displays. Ten God. Yeah. What did you say? Ten God? Ten God. That's what they call Trubisky. Jim McMahon wore number nine. Ooh. People. People. Ten God. I People. Heard that. We've heard it. Small G. Yeah. Small G. It's got to be Chase on the south side. He must have called it. G-A-W-D. Him. Ten God. Radio host. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. there's people out there. Yeah. Radio host. Please tell me Cap never Take called that. him Ten God. Take that, Ten God. Please. Oh, good Lord in heaven. Ten God. Yeah. God. God. Ten God. All right, so Chase Claypool's going to wear number 10. Darnell Mooney's wearing 11. You don't give up. You you, you give up your number when Reggie White comes to town. Not when when you don't have a choice. You're going to give your number up. We're going to cut you. What do you think? But we're going to leave it up to you. You Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. You decide. Yeah. Uh, The Bulls decide. (laughs) Bulls won yesterday. What a weird day for the Brooklyn Nets. What a weird year and a half. What a weird season for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I don't feel sorry for them one bit. Uh, they could, you know, you make your bed, you lie in it. Remember, we used to have a segment, right? You're, yeah. You made your bed. You made Brought your bed. Brought to you by Tempur-Pedic. I, I don't know if we had a, maybe Sealy, whatever it was back in the day. We had a Simmons. segment. Back in so old, Simmons yeah. Mattress Company. We, we, in the old days, we had a, a, a segment called You Made Your Bed. You made it. I mean, yeah. you know, you lie in it. I don't, I don't care. Durant's brought the, just the way LeBron's brought a lot of the, the nonsense on himself. He, these guys picked their teams. Hey, right. man, this is yeah. it. This you, is what I want to do. It. Then I want to fire the coach and the general manager. You picked it. Yeah. And I don't feel badly for them. The Kyrie Irving thing is a disaster. Ben Simmons is a disaster because he's just a disaster as a player. I I mean, that's pretty obvious at this point. You know, I I don't know. Black always jokes, like, how long do we have to listen to the insufferable, you know, the... Oh, well, Russell Westbrook still gave you 18-8-8 last year. Give me a break if you think there was any quality in that 18-8-8 stat line. And you hear it the same thing with Simmons. Well, he's still averaging seven assists and six rebounds. Good. He's awful. He, he's a complete basket case. 
and he's not a winning basketball player. Period. That's it. That's it. And they like and so the whole thing is a disaster for them. I was glad the Bulls went in there and kicked their ass in the fourth quarter and won yesterday. They did. Good for the Bulls. Uh, Zach outscored the Nets by himself in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, so nicely done. And Dragic um, did a nice job keeping you in there. Carl. He he did. You're yeah. right. And then the it's end was it like defensively they were trying to they were getting a little desperate and trying to make a little run. The Nets were and I thought Io and um, uh, Caruso on the floor made a pretty big difference. And defensively they're just sort of. That's kind of what you need sometimes, and you lean on them, and they made a few plays defensively. And, the, and, and like I said, Zach went nuts offensively in that fourth quarter. And the Bulls got a win. They've got the second of a back-to-back tonight. They will host the Hornets. They're about a five-point favorite tonight. Hornets have been surprisingly feisty in the early going, considering they've had to play shorthanded. I don't know if Zach will play. He's questionable. He did play 37 minutes last night. They didn't totally rule him out. I don't know if Zach's going to play second games of back-to-backs this year. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will as the season goes on. I don't know. The whole thing is still kind of weird. And he even had a comment last night, something to the effect of that's between us and the coaches in front of the, and management. And I think the coaches and management were sort of caught off guard when the season yeah. started. And Zach was like, yeah, I'm not playing in back-to-backs. They were like, wait, what? I'm not playing on this road trip. Really? I think it caught them off guard. I'm sorry. I really believe that. I think the people who cover this team much more closely than I or that we do were writing the same thing. They were all like, yeah, this is a surprising development for the Bulls. Make no mistake about it. Uh, I, so I don't, I don't know, but I like, I, I like when Zach plays the way he did last night. I'll tell you that. Bulls are going to be, they're going to be somewhere from 6 to 10, right? They're going to be. That's it. You can already like, kind of feel it and see it. I don't know when Lonzo comes back. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to look like? I, that'll help, I think. And who knows if he'll even be able to give them 40 games this year. It'd be nice, but I have no clue. But you can already see it. Like, we're two weeks into the season, and you can kind of see what the Bulls are just in the ebbs and flows from, from game to game. They're, they're going to be really good on some nights. And Zach and DeMar are going to take turns being really good offensively and have, like, their vintage fourth-quarter moments. And there are going to be other nights where they frustrate the living hell out of you. And they're probably going to check in somewhere around their Vegas win total, and they're probably going to be in that playing tournament. They're going to be anywhere from – if you're right. in the top six, you're good. Right. If you're seven, eight, nine, ten, you're, you're in the playing, playing tournament. tournament. And, yeah. My guess is they're going to be somewhere somewhere there, right in there. Maybe having to play the Brooklyn Nets, who could be a total disaster by the end of the season, but could be just good enough because of Kevin Durant to maybe make that play-in season. I don't feel uh, sorry for these tournament. superstars that have created I, their I, own I, problems. I, I, I. It's why Steph Curry's so likable and he doesn't get crap. It really is. And it's why these other guys sometimes get crap. And I don't blame Durant for leaving OKC and going to Golden State. He saw a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That was that doesn't happen. A championship team, like a, a budding dynasty, that for one offseason because of a ridiculous spike in the cap and a new contract, right? Like, it just happened to be that Bob Myers could knock on his door and say, hey, look what we can give you. And he was like, I could come play with Draymond and Steph and Clay and get paid that. Like, I don't blame him. I don't. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know how it went so sideways. I don't know what pissed him off so much. I don't know if it was Draymond, if it was Steve Kerr. I don't know. I, I, I really don't. But something turned. And then he said, F you, you, and you. And I'm not staying here. And I'm, I'm going to be my own guy. And yeah. I'm out. And I'll go play with Kyrie in Brooklyn. Good luck to you. 
And now this is what's happened. So I don't feel bad. You're right. I love Kevin Durant. I love watching him play. He's great. I've always loved watching LeBron play. He's, I think, the second best player right. I've ever seen in my life. Sometimes but he brought you it on. You, you get what you he, deserve. He's built every team he's been on. Right. He has built yep. for the last eight years. I'm supposed to feel bad when it doesn't work? I don't feel bad. When he's saying, go make this trade and that trade and sign that, those, and it blows up in their face, like, we're, you know, no, I, I'm sorry. You did it. This is what you asked for. This is what you wanted. This, this is what, what you, you got. created. You got to deal with it now. Created a monster. We'll see if Courtney Cronin's ready to join us. She might have to hold off here because uh, at some point they think Chase Claypool is going to be addressing the media. Whatever he says, we'll spin some of that back for you. He is the newest Bear. I think a lot of Bears fans are excited. Your thoughts on it? 312-332-3776. We'll be back in two minutes.